Welcome, reporting live from Zoom. You are listening to Chives and Chisme, a podcast brought to you by the world of Fediella. I'm Jennifer, aka Fed, reporting live from the Pink Palace. And I'm Daniela, aka Ella, reporting to you live from the Sirena Oasis. And Jennifer, what is our topic for today? Our topic today is um, and a topic that I'm excited to introduce. <laughs> it's a uh, Stepping out on your own and starting your own business and just entrepreneurship. So that's going to be very exciting. And it is going to be a topic that um, is going to, I guess, take, uh, take place more like an interview style. Um, it'll be most, uh, mostly Daniela talking because, uh, as you guys know, uh, World of Feriela is not her, own, her first rodeo. It is not her first time, you know, doing like starting a project. Uh, she is also... You- <laughs> She is also, um, guys, for those of you listening, uh, she's making cute faces, you know, a little. <laughs> but, making uh, yes. shy faces. <laughs> shy faces, yes. Um, but yes, she is also the founder and director of her dance company, La Tormenta Dance. Um, so yes, that is uh, what we're going to be talking about today and just La Tormenta in general and her journey and how this came about. So I'm super excited. I'm nervous. But before we jump into that, how are you doing today, Bay? Uh, I'm doing good, actually. The weather is cold. How are y'all feeling? I know it's super cold now. All of a sudden, like, if someone turned on, like, turned down the AC or something, or I don't know, turned on the AC. Turned and up the AC. Turned up the AC. Yeah, yeah. I don't have AC in my house. That's how, that's why I don't know this terminology. AC? I'm not sure either. The point <laughs> is, it's cold. It's cold. Yeah. So it is very cold. Um, I'm having a good day despite it being cold. Uh, I have, sometimes I struggle whenever it's cold to get out of bed or to like even be productive because I'm just so cold. So I am notorious uh, during these months, these cold months uh, for having my heater on 24 seven. It's actually a miracle that I don't have it on right now. But yeah, I have my heater on 24 seven because I don't like being cold. I'm just cold a lot. So surprisingly enough, I'm having having a good week. Um, Yeah, so I'm having a good day. So how about you? I am having an interesting, I feel like I'm always having an interesting week. No, I'm having a good week, actually. Um, I was, let's see, what was I feeling like over the weekend? I think I was real tired. And for whatever reason, um, like my motivation steam had like run out. And then Monday hit and I was like, let's go. And I just got hit with this like wave of motivation, um, specifically actually in my business, as well as like for WAF and other stuff. And I've just been like on it and, um, I'm feeling really good about it. It's been a really productive week, really, really productive week. I'm feeling very creatively juiced. Like I got my momentum really fully back. I really, I, I'm, I've got a few things in the works. I'm, I'm actually preparing for a competition next month. Ah. Um, yeah, that I'm not going to talk too much about because I want to keep that on the low, but, but I, I am going to be competing next month. And I am really, really excited and nervous because competitive dancing was something that I've been wanting to do forever. And I started getting into it. Um, let's see, what was my first, uh, before I went pro, I started a little bit and then I went pro and then, um, and then I just started getting back into it in 2019 and in this last year. And so, uh, I'm really excited to be doing more of it and I only want to keep doing it. There's just like this different adrenaline rush from competing that I just like, I die for. I'm a, I'm a naturally competitive person because I, I grew up with brothers. So like, I love, I love me some good competition. Um, anywho. Yeah. But it is really cold. It's really cold. This week was my, we're recording this on the week of veterans week. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention, since you guys have last heard us, 
Trump is no longer going to be our president. Mm-hmm. Um, the president-elect is Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. It's, it's a, you know, obviously we still have a long way to go, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, we still have a long way to go with this country, but it's a, it's a little win and a step in the right direction. And so really happy about that. I think that's what got my motivation going, to be honest. And I was just like <laughs> so happy. And I was just like, all right, let's do this world. Let's do this country. Just the, but, just the release of that anxiety. You know? oh, yeah. It was like a four year wait that many of us were carrying. Cause I remember when Trump got elected, I was crying. I was like fully crying. Um, and so it's just like, I was actually watching another pod. I've been watching a lot of podcasts this week and I was watching another podcast yesterday where they uh-huh. were talking about where the, um, it's a uh, try guys, their tripod and uh-huh. Eugene, who is like the person of color within the group, uh, was talking uh-huh. about how it felt like, no, they, in general, they were talking about how it felt like the, the flag was tainted. Like, like people were using the flag for hate and so wearing the flag, it, there was a weird association with it. And it's so true because all of my stuff that has flags on it, I felt weird about wearing it because people were using it to justify like, hey. Um, and so it's really nice. That is to very like, true. It, yeah. It feels, it's really nice to feel like we're getting some of the like, I don't know, like the democracy of all of it back. And so, um, so yeah, so I, that really motivated me this week. Except I, I went to go visit my brother this week for his 29th birthday. Shout out to my big brother, Frank, for turning 29 this week. Ah, happy birthday, Frank. <laughs> yeah, and um, he, he, um, uh, he lives like two hours away from us and there's like mm-hmm. traffic. So I was like asleep and I've been sleepy ever since then. That was two days ago. Yesterday, I could not wake up. I kept falling asleep. It's like I had narcolepsy or something because I just <laughs> could not stay awake. I was actually up super late. I was worried that I lost my motivation, but then last night the creative juices came on in and then I was like, go to sleep, woman. <laughs> that was me last night. Yeah, I, I was up. I'm a, you know, I always talk about being an early bird. Uh, I was a night owl last night. And yeah, my, that happens to me. The thing is, I can stay up, you know, after my usual uh, bedtime. But whenever my brain gets too stimulated, like if I let too much, too many creative juices flow, like you said, um, I tend to have a hard time falling asleep. And that's what I don't like. So it happened to me last night, unfortunately. So I'm a little sleep deprived, but I'm glad that we're having a better week. This was busy, busy, busy for me. I had a shaky start. My week also had a little bit of a shaky start, um, but I ended up picking up some steam and now I feel so much better. Um, so yay. Um, so, oh, but before we jump in to, um, yes, to talking about entrepreneurship and La Tormenta Dance Company. <laughs> oh yes, guys, just so you guys know, I'm going to have a fan club and a little fan club meeting uh, for La Tormenta so we can make posters. Uh, so guys, let me know. We're going to make some posters to cheer Daniela on in her competition. Um, so guys, go ahead and slide into my DMs on my other Instagram <laughs> so we can keep this uh, um, brat baby. Um, so you guys, we can keep this like secret and we can make some posters for Daniela and have a virtual cheerleading thing going on. So yeah, guys. Um, yeah, I'm the fan. I'm the fan club president. <laughs> um, so maybe I'm biased, but anywho. So before we get into that, uh, I want to talk about our chais. What are you drinking today? Oh God, you're outing me. Okay. Yes. So normally I will have like if you've watched the podcast, you'll notice I have like one of those cold ice mugs usually, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll have like a regular mug, and I do like chais. But today I wanted a hot one because it's been cold, and so I put the water to heat and I have this like spicy chai thing from Trader Joe's. It's not the same as when you go to like 
like a coffee shop and get like a chai, but like it Pretty works. It does the job. I think it tastes good. Mm -hmm. I cannot find it. I could not find it. So my water was boiling and I was like, dope, time to put the chai in, right? And I always leave a little room for like milk. I drink like almond milk or soy milk because I'm like, I don't know that I'm lactose intolerant, but I'm 100% sensitive to it. Also, I'm not a big milk fan, to be honest. Um, mm -hmm. So I left some room for some milk afterwards, like I always do. And I could not find that bucket anywhere. And so I ended up just taking the Tazo uh, cold one that I usually use for my cold chives, mm -hmm. which is a little different. And I just poured it in instead of milk and then took like a hot chocolate packet. And so we got, we got, we got you a, a, a chai cocktail here. A chai, yes. Uh, it's cinnamon. A hot chai pilot. <laughs> a hot pilot. I like that. That's cute. A hot pilot. Um, I love that. Uh, for me, I also have a hot chai. Um, I'm like holding it. For those of you watching, I want to show you my little, it's not a mug. I don't know what this is, but my little cup. And it's just really cute. I found that I always forget about my little cute mugs until like it's time to bust them out during the wintertime. Um, so yeah, I'm holding this, for those of you listening, it's a uh, white with little gold glitter speckles and it has a little pink lid on it, you know. Not my kind of pink, but you know, we're still on brand here. It's my kind of pink. Yes, it's your kind of pink. It's a brighter pink. It's like a magenta-ish color. Yeah, um, magenta fuchsia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so, but I just love it because it's so warm. And this, whenever I, I drink things out of these kinds of cups with the little, like, uh, traveling lid, um, they just remind me of coffee shops. And, you know, that's not really a thing right now. So uh, I love this little cup when I, I poured it into this cup this morning. I was like, oh, my God, it kind of makes me think that I'm at a coffee shop, even though, you know, <laughs> that's not really possible. But I was... Uh, definitely getting those vibes today so yeah that is my chai this one is actually a chai it's just concentrate um heated up with some almond milk so yeah nice mm -hmm. also what does it say oh yes let me i didn't even read it for you guys it says make today amazing um that's what it says what does yours say i saw yours has some words too oh i think it just says perfect blend yeah perfect blend. i like the font I have, I have a mug collection i i like mugs me and my mom collect mugs that's so cute. I always want a mug collection, but like I always drop them and chip them and they end up looking so ugly. So yeah, I can never collect them. I'm surprised this is still like in okay condition. <laughs> I'm surprised okay. I'm not the one that drops them and chips them considering I'm the clumsy one. Okay. I know, right? I always wonder how that happens. That's usually when I'm washing dishes. <laughs> okay, so now starting off um, with talking about La Tormenta, um, I guess the biggest thing to, to everybody is wondering or just you know, a good thing to start off with is tell us about it. What is La Tormenta? What, what does that mean? What does La Tormenta even mean for those of, of our listeners who don't speak Spanish? Okay. Um, so how do, yeah. Go so ahead. the full name of my dance company is La Tormenta Dance Company. People always think that La Tormenta means the tormented. Um, <laughs> no, it does not. La Tormenta means the storm. So we like to use like hashtag the storm is coming. And actually I'm wearing the new you can't really fully see it but I'm wearing the new La Tormenta shirts that are going to go on sale on Monday so by the time you guys have seen this they already went on sale um, and they say the storm is coming that's like our thing right mm -hmm. uh, so yeah La Tormenta means the storm and we are a primarily based as a bachata dance company mm -hmm. in Berkeley uh, for the most part we dance out of the beat performing arts studio it's a non-profit studio um, that I teach out of on a weekly basis. I also help them out with other stuff. Um, mm -hmm. They are a nonprofit, just like most studios right now. Just a quick shout out to the beat. Um, just like most studios right now, our industry is, 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 has really been struggling through this because um, as bachata dancers, we do social dancing. 
So mm -hmm. my dancers, we have non-contact and contact. So like partner dancing and footwork teams. Mm -hmm. Um, and so with that being said, you know, we are supposed to be social distancing. People aren't really supposed to be, you know, fully in contact. So, um, so yeah, they are doing some fundraisers, guys. I will try to link some of that below, their link tree and all that. So if you can donate to the beat, um, they'd really appreciate it. Um, these studios, we need them to stay alive. Otherwise, the dancers, we're not going to have anywhere to teach afterwards. So it's really mm -hmm. important to support them. But La Tormenta is a bachata-based dance company. I also do a lot of Latin fusion. Mm -hmm. um, I have like a background in like jazz dance um, and hip hop. So I like to fuse in my stuff with mm -hmm. that. And also my dad was a salsero when I was a baby. Um, wow. Basically that just means he like dances salsa. He likes to. That's actually the first um, Latin dance, um, Latin partner dance that I learned to dance. My dad taught me how to dance salsa when I was like 11. So I've been dancing salsa since I was 11. Um, but La Tormenta is bachata based Latin fusion. Um, we do weekly classes right now. We're doing them on um, Under the Beat. Mm -hmm. We're doing a beginner class on Tuesdays and a bachata styling class at a bit of a higher level, but taught in an all-level friendly environment. Um, and that just means we work on arm styling, body movement, and kind of what La Tormenta style is. Mm -hmm. And then we are also doing series, which the last series of the year actually just started. Um, so you may have just missed that. But um, normally what we do is we have teams. So um, depending on kind of like what comes in at the moment, we have uh, four teams. We have our two partner work teams, Amanecer, which is the beginner team, and then Phoenix, which is our intermediate team. And then we have two footwork teams, one that is Bachata footwork, and that is called Shipe. Mm -hmm. And then we have Supernova, which is my Latin fusion team. Uh, we fuse like jazz dance with um, bachata, salsa, cha-cha, hip-hop. It's just like a little beautiful little mix of everything. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that's, that's kind of La Tormenta in a gist. We, we, we try to cater a judgment-free safe space for anyone who wants to dance. You want to dance? We want to dance with you. We are a, a familia. Yeah, I love that. And just little um, asterisk, a little like tangent, just out of curiosity, uh, can you go into those names for our, the teams again? Those were really interesting because um, I, I know what Amanecer means, but I want to know if our listeners, if our listeners don't know what Amanecer uh, means, uh, yeah, go ahead. I would love to hear the history behind those names. Those names are really creative. Okay. Yeah, thanks. Uh -huh. I, um, I'm really, I'm a really big, like I attach meaning to literally everything. I'm just mm -hmm. very like, I jokingly was yesterday telling myself, was, you have attachment problems. And with that <laughs> comes um, like names, they have to signify something. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess I'll just talk about what the names mean. And as we go on, I'll talk about kind of how they came about. But yeah, sure. um, Amanecer means it's like daybreak to like dawn. So um, Amanecer and daybreak signifies new beginnings, right? Uh -huh. Amanecer um, is the beginning team. And also it's like, kind of like you know, um, for me, a lot of La Tormenta has been trying new things, starting over and whatever. And so mm -hmm. that's what Amanecer is. Phoenix, for the bird, you know, mm -hmm. Phoenix birds, they're known to like die and then and like go bust into flames and then come anew. Um, it's, uh -huh. Again, a, it's a, a um, um, what is the word? It stands for, I'll just use that. It stands uh -huh. for change, right? And so that's what Phoenix is. And then we have Shipe. Shipe stands for, um, is actually shortened for the Aztec god, Shipe Totec. And uh, Shipe spelled X-I-P-E. And mm -hmm. that god was the god, again, of like death and birth and new beginnings. 
Um, so we can see Beautiful. there's a common theme yeah. here. The yellow likes the Beautiful. end of things, the beginning of things, change, right? Uh, that's like a big thing mm -hmm. for me. And then Supernova is my baby. She's actually the longest running. Supernova um, is, um, yes, astrologically, Supernova is a, a star that dies. And when it dies, when it explodes, there's all of these beautiful, it's beautiful, so many beautiful colors mm -hmm. um, that go into space, I suppose. And so I always like to think of supernovas as a beautiful destruction. And that's what um, supernova is. Yes. And we definitely want to keep an ear out for that supernova name, because I know that that he said that is the one that is, has been the longest running uh, on the, on the La Tormenta dance company. So that is a, uh, yeah, all these names are so creative and really great. They stood out to me while you were talking. So I was like, ah, let me actually uh, ask about those. Okay, perfect. So that is actually, yeah, um, a great way to sum up La Tormenta. So what I guess I want to ask ne next is, um, because you're doing La Tormenta currently, and I, I wanna, I wonder, what was your dream vision when you thought of La Tormenta, or what had, what was your dream vision when you, like as a child, what is your earliest memory of this? Did you always envision yourself having a dance company? Did you, is this something that just came about on your journey as a dancer? Um, okay, my dance, okay, I guess we need to talk about like where my dance vision started. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually, before I wanted to be a, I've always been the kind of person that I knew what I wanted to do. Like I, I, um, fortunately never struggled with wondering where I want my life to go. I've just mm -hmm. always kind of known. Um, I knew it was always going to be something with the arts. Um, I, before I wanted to be a dancer, I actually wanted to be a singer, but, mm -hmm. um, I suck at writing lyrics and I'm an original content kind of person. I have a lot of creative juices flowing, so I like to use that. But my lyrics, I hated them. I hated all of them. Um, <laughs> and then I did, I've been doing dance since I was really small. And when I was in high school, I like took jazz dance mm -hmm. um, as soon as I jumped in. And for our like midterm final, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. um, we had to do a few eight counts and present that. So you had to choreograph your own stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, it came really easy. It always has. Like, I just listen to music. I close my eyes and I see movement. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was like normal. Like, I thought that people that dance, like, that's just like kind of how it works, right? Sophomore year, I'm in jazz too, about to audition for dance production and be one of the youngest people on the team. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember I had a friend who just could not. And I had other friends who were just like struggling to come up with like choreo or it didn't come as naturally. I remember describing what I do and they were like, yeah, I can't do that. What are you talking about? And I realized, oh, that's like not a common thing that everyone can do. Some people, their process is different. And I realized the process I have is ridiculous. Like in the sense that like I literally hear music and I can see the whole choreography. And I was like, all right, so you got something here. And so I kept like going into dance further with that and really expanding and uh, before I left high school, I knew, like, this is my calling. Like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I just didn't know what I wanted to do to mm -hmm. start. Um, unfortunately, Daniela was a, still is, but a naive, hopeless romantic back in those days. And I actually had an audition for, at the time, my dream school, uh, which was AMDA in Los Angeles. Uh -huh. um, but I like had a boyfriend, high school sweetheart, and I was nervous about what that was going to do to a relationship. Also, I struggle to this day with imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time believing that I'm good enough. I seem to forget all of the accomplishments I have all of the time. I, I struggle with that a lot. Like 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a really competitive world. And so I chickened out. I didn't go to the, I didn't go to the audition. Um, also because I didn't, I don't really have the support from my family to do mm-hmm. this as a career to this day, unfortunately. Um, so I didn't know what that was going to look like. How was even going to be able to do it? Like where the money was going to come from. And uh-huh. so I didn't go because I wanted to please them. And, um, when I got to high school, um, I'm sorry, not high school, college, mm-hmm. uh, city college of San Francisco, I was taking this astrology class and, um, in the astrology class, uh, we had a creative project, um, option and I decided I wanted to do a dance and we had been learning about supernovas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, Oh my God, like I could do a dance about a supernova. And I like, I gathered some of my old buddies from like high school and um, I never ended up doing it, but the idea was there. That's where it started. And I said, it's going to be called Supernova. And then a few years later, not that many years later, maybe like, uh-huh. honestly, maybe like a year later or so, um, I ended up doing a duo with a good friend of mine, um, Adriana Garcia, and we um, named it Supernova. Uh-huh. I remember too, because we went up to our friend, Manny, shout out to Manny. <laughs> um, we went to our friend Manny and we were like, Hey, how does this sound? Supernova. And so we were a duo and we were a hip hop bachata fusion kind of duo. And it was really, really fun. We did that for a while. We performed in, and this is when I was like, I want to do this for a living. Right. Like, I mean, I already knew I wanted to do this for a living. I didn't really know where I wanted to go. I just wanted to dance. I wanted to put myself out there. I wanted to start mm-hmm. doing more choreography. You know, I had just joined, um, Island Touch. Uh, which is a uh, directed, founded by um, Ataca la Alemana. Um, and they have all of these sub teams all around the world. So many Island Touch team is so huge, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was in the San Francisco branch because I wanted to get my feet back into dance. I had been in college. I was in college to please my parents, but uh-huh. I just didn't, it wasn't for me at the time. And I was like, I am wasting time. I need to do something with dance because the thing with like when you're an athlete, is being young is of the essence. Like you do have to start younger because um, your body slows down, right? So you definitely need to stay active. And like, honestly though, people have proven otherwise that you can be a successful dancer at any age, but this is very much the mentality that I grew up with and that I was used to in the dance world. Um, And so I stepped my feet into the bachata world and then did Supernova. And we like performed in Reno and we went to Alaska and we taught a um, workshop in Alaska and performed and, and then did Reno again. And, and we had, we had really big plans. Like we were hoping to do teams because that's something that um, I learned about in the um, Latin dance world is that uh-huh. like, pros had teams. Everybody had a team. Like, you know, like if you wanted to make a living off of it or you wanted to do more choreographies, you had teams. And also I tend to, my visions tend to be in groups. Mm-hmm. Um, something that is new to me that I, that I'm loving now is solo and duo work, but mm-hmm. my visions have always been in groups. I love choreographing groups. I've always been really good at choreographing groups. I have okay. really visions. And so I was like, all right, I need a team because I need to choreograph groups. Um, unfortunately, um, we split up, you know, she moved and, um, she went to go do her own thing which was really, really great. And then mm-hmm. I continued with another friend of mine, um, another Jen, Jen Coco. Um, mm-hmm. And um, we continued, but she was in school, so she was really busy. So I ended up doing it on my own. I ended up doing Supernova on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did a, this is when I met my ex, 
um, who was also my dance partner. Mm -hmm. um, I met him and um, I immediately was like, because something in the, you know, in the bachata world is like most successful dancers at the time is the way I perceived it, right? Mm -hmm. um, had dance partners, right? And I was like, I need a dance partner, you know, because my dance partner just left and I need like someone I could do partner dance with. And I remember when I met him, we started dating. I was like, he's really good. I, I was like, let me plant the seed of like, do you want to be a professional dancer? And I was very strategic about that because I was like, I need a partner. So I was like, well, what do you want to do with your life? And they were like, well, I don't know. And I was like, have you ever thought about being a dancer? And I was like, seed planting. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. And, and, and he was on a dance company and, and, um, and they were noticing his talent as well. And, and I was doing my thing with Adriana and he was doing his thing, um, teaching under them as well at one point. And then Adriana left and I was trying to do the supernova thing. Then his partner left and he was trying to figure that out. And um, we had started uh, competing mm -hmm. him and like a, oh, we did one competition. Um, and we went to do the competition. We got first place, which was really fun. Wow. Yeah, it was really fun. It was a good time. My grandma, may she rest in peace, was there. My wow. heel was there. My brother was there. It was really, really great. Wow, um, what a moment. It was. It was so much fun. Um, and then we, you know, that following year, we, we decided to do our own thing, too. So Supernova continued, and me and him started teaching together in Berkeley. And that was now four years ago, mm -hmm. um, four years ago this last July. And um, we did, like, people started asking us, like, if we would teach them our choreographies. And so we were just like, why don't we do a team? Like people are asking, so like, fuck it, like, let's do a team. And so we uh, decided to do a project team with um, some good friends of ours in Sacramento. Mm -hmm. And so we taught a couple our routine and we prepared it for the Reno Latin Dance Festival, which is one of the biggest festivals here on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. um, and then I did a project supernova team. I just like gathered up some friends from the dance scene and I was like, I'm going to do a choreography for Supernova. I want to do a group choreography with Jolly Down. And so I had a few people do it with me and we went to Reno that year and we performed and it was really fun. And I still didn't fully know where I wanted it to go. I was starting to have more of a vision. Mm -hmm. um, my vision at this point was I want to have a dance company. Uh -huh. and eventually I want to have this, my, my baby, my personal vision, still my vision to this day is I wanna have, um, I wanna have a, a dance studio, but not just a dance studio, I want it to be a center for the arts. Um, because for me, art has been extremely healing and you know, all of the times that I've been depressed, dance has been there for me, music has been there for me, art is just, it's how I feel, it's how I express myself when I don't wanna talk to anybody or I don't know what to say. And so I wanna create a center for the arts one day, La Tormenta, dance academy, dance studio, whatever. And, um, and that's still my dream to this day, but that's kind of like where the vision's been at. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. It seems like it, honestly, what's really interesting is that you mentioned that it wasn't something that like you, like, let's say during your elementary school years were like, you know what, what I want, I want to be a professional dancer. Like you didn't have that. It kind of just developed the more you got into dance and you realize like, oh, this is my calling. This is what I want to do. Um, that's amazing. Um, that's amazing because it clearly shows that you have a lot of passion for what you do. Um, and that's great that, you know, you're able, you were able to find that by like, you know, just deciding to take a jazz dance class in high school. Like you probably never imagined that this would come from that. And so that was really cool. Um, okay. So then I guess the, 
the next question would be, what gave you this motivation to want to step out and do this? Um, what was it? Was it scary? Was it something that you just like, you know, how you mentioned you had a moment of like, fuck it, like, why not? People are asking. Or did you just um, have something else that was driving you at the time? Um, yeah. Well, I always knew once I was in high school that dance was my calling, that this was something mm -hmm. I want to do. And I constantly think of 17-year-old Danila whenever I feel discouraged or whenever I go through a hard time. You know, for our industry right now, um, the pandemic obviously affected things. But mm -hmm. remember when I was 17, I was like, I was meant to do this. I, mm -hmm. I, am, I am meant to do this. This is my calling. And I'm well aware that this is a very, very competitive industry and not everybody makes it. And it's, it's uh, difficult to succeed. And, and I'm, I'm not the kind of person that's in it for money. Um, mm -hmm. I grew up in a home where I could see that money didn't make people happy, that people were still bitter, the, uh -huh. and despite having all the things they wanted. Mm -hmm. And I was like, money doesn't buy happiness. So why am I going to go? I, I, I grew up seeing someone work a job that they didn't really seem to like. Mm -hmm. and, um, and seeing people in general, work jobs that they didn't really seem to like, lose passion. And I just remember thinking as a child, I don't want to be like that. I want to do something that I love. I want to mm -hmm. be passionate about my work so it doesn't even feel like work. And so when I realized that dance was that thing, I remember I looked myself in the mirror when I was 17, and I was like, this is going to be really hard. It's going to be really hard and we're going to have to work our butts off. And you know what? We might be dirt poor sometimes and we might be having to work multiple jobs and, you know, we're going to be tired. We're going to feel discouraged. We're going to get a lot of no's, but, but we were made for this and we are going to do this and we can handle this. I remember looking at myself in the mirror and I think about that often whenever I get like discouraged, whenever I am having a hard time, whenever, um, you know, cause this isn't the most stable job in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I always think about her and I'm like, she said we could do this and you know what, we can do this. Um, and so when I got in college, I was just like, I like need to get my feet in, like I need to do this. And, um, and so I knew I, I, this is my, by the time I was in college, I was like, this is my vision. This is what I want. How am I going to get there? trying to figure out what I was going to do. And um, yeah, when, when people asked, I was just like, fuck it. Um, but I had a plan. I had yeah. a plan because I was still working. I worked many jobs at one point mm -hmm. to be able to pay for my dance stuff because I, you know, I, I didn't really have the support from my family. So it's not like they were paying for my stuff. And most people who are on dance teams here in the Bay Area, they're, they're techies. A lot of them are techies. They got a lot of money and I, I did not. <laughs> And so I like worked a bunch of jobs to be able to pay for these festivals, to pay for the costumes. And, and, um, yeah, once people asked, I was just like, okay, fuck it. Let's do this. Let's, let's do this dance company. Um, and let's, I, I, I love choreography. It comes really naturally to me. So that wasn't the challenge. It was more the getting out of my own way and just doing it, mm -hmm. um, which is something I struggle with from time to time. But I always have these moments that, remind me that I'm on the right path. For example, last night, actually, mm -hmm. um, a dancer of mine, an old dancer of mine messaged me and she was like, Hey, look, I found this video of our performance on YouTube. And I was mm -hmm. like, Oh my God. I was like, Oh, like a year ago, we were just preparing for this. We were like, um, we were preparing for this. We were working our butts off. This, this routine is so clean. Like I can see all of your guys' hard work, the long hours we would spend in the studio, the uh -huh. extra practices, 
you know, all the questions you guys would ask me, like, you know, it's moments like, and she just kept saying, like, this was so great. And, you know, like me and my dance partner always talk about how you guys, that La Tormenta really is a family, she told me. She said, we really are a family. Like, you don't just say that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's, it's moments like that where I have people kind of reaffirm to me that, like, this is, this is that I'm doing something right. Like, when people say mm-hmm. something like that, it always reminds me, this is, this is what I want. Like that kind of attitude that that's what I want. That's, that's the kind of environment I want to build. I want to build a safe space where people can come dance, heal, create, and um, feel welcome, feel very welcome because dance can be very, very intimidating, especially if you don't know how to dance. It's, you know, unfortunately there is a lot of egos in this industry in general. Uh Um, And it doesn't make for a very inviting place. And, And dance is for everyone in my opinion. Um, so it's, it's having moments like that where I have like dancers or students come to me and just be like, thank you. Or like, and it always happens randomly and it always happens exactly when I need to hear it. So, um, my community keeps me motivated and I keep me motivated. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Like what keeps you going is like, you know, your passion, obviously, but the community that you've created, because like you wanted to see like this in a community, like you mentioned to be inviting and that dances for everyone. Um, I will say that I have taken your dance classes. I have sat in on some of them. I have taken like sporadically one of them and I'm actually taking the five week series that when this uh, airs, uh, it'll already have started. So maybe you guys will see a bit of that already <laughs> and how I'm struggle busting. But uh, essentially, like, yeah, you are totally right. There are, I have also taken, just like I've taken your classes, I've also taken other classes here, like, you know, with either in college or just random sporadic classes like that as well. Because dance has always interested me. But funny that you mentioned about the whole dance being for everyone. Um, dance has always interest me, interested me because I always thought it was fun. It looked so fun. And particularly, I always liked ballet, I know, um, because of the lines and just how pretty it looked. And so I was always like, wow, I want to do that. Um, but the spaces were not always inviting. The, uh, the energy was, you know, intimidating. And it was very much, uh, and like, when you don't know anything about dance, because that um, was me when I first took a jazz class. Um, and I didn't know anything about dance at all. I know how to follow. Like I had done, like, you know, we talk about <clears throat> in, in high school, we did the musical and uh, they had choreography in it. And I can follow choreography. You know, I was in choir, um, women's chorale. So like, you know, like it, they have choreography too. So I could follow a choreography. So that led me to believe like, oh, I can, I can do dance if I want to. So when I then took, you know, that this dance class, which was very fun, but it was to like my dismay that like, I felt very unwelcome. I did not know what all these dance terminologies were. I didn't, I knew the counts, but I didn't know what this was, how to do it. I didn't know how to do a basic turn. I was falling out of my turns and I felt so discouraged. It was a fun class because the content was really good, but I felt discouraged by the environment. And I didn't, I didn't make a single friend in that class or even said a single word to anyone, I think. It's just what you mentioned. And I will say that I will like maybe again, I come off as biased because, you know, I'm over here simping and I'm the president of the fan club. But I will say that in your dance classes that I have like even just sat in on, I haven't even been dancing. I've just been sitting in on or just kind of watching. I did not feel like unwelcome. And I have, I have seen that in the content that you put out that you have really worked hard to create this um, environment or this space that feels inviting to people who don't know anything about dance, because that's kind of like the beauty of it, right? Is to want to share this passion and share this art, 
with other people who probably don't know anything about dance and like just want to dance too, you know? Yeah, that's like the hard part. And like, I can totally resonate actually to what you're saying Mm -hmm. about like a lot of like dance spaces, dance classes, not being very beginner friendly. They're not, they're not Mm -hmm. very beginner friendly. Um, even I, I haven't taken many beginner, no, I've taken a handful of beginner classes when I start things, but, Mm -hmm. um, I learn real quick. So I move up fairly quickly. Um, but even in like the intermediate classes, the same advanced classes, the same. The only reason I made friends was because I had to prove, I felt like I always had to prove myself. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I had to like, people would talk to you when you were a good dancer. They'd be like, oh man, yeah. I really like what you're doing. Like, wow, like that's how you, like you, it's like a popularity contest with yes. class, right? Whereas like, I do remember seeing the, ki- the, the kids, the people, the adults, whatever, that struggled with a little bit, not make as many friends or, mm-hmm. you know, fall off really quick. Mm-hmm. And um, I like to think, I, I have a few dancers um, who I remember where they started. I remember when they started, they came to me and they could not do a body roll for crap, man. And they're like, I just can't get it. And now they'd be body rolling left and right. Like one of my dancers who's been with me the longest, he just turned three years this, like in August. Wow. Dancing with me. The Juan and only, the Juan and only, we call them the Juan and only. <laughs> and the signature La Tormenta, one of the signature La Tormenta moves where we used to call it turning the doorknob where you take your pinky and you, and you kind of like, you twist your wrist, but you bring your fingers in like you're pulling something. Uh-huh. I used to jokingly call it turning the doorknob. <laughs> Juan really loved that move and he started doing it a lot. So now in La Tormenta, we call that move the Juan and only. Hit the Juan and only. And like, but like when he started and when a bunch of other dancers, dancers started, they, they didn't know what they were doing. Like they mm-hmm. didn't know. And they kept coming and I kept helping them. And like, um, I do my best. And I always tell my dancers, like, I always tell them, don't you go getting an ego. Don't get on your high horse. Uh-uh. Because remember where you started. Remember that we all didn't know what the hell a basic step was, a turn was, an outside basic, what any of these things meant. We didn't know the relationship between leader and follow, what that's supposed to feel like, what that's supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a time when we all didn't know what we were doing and we all would have wished that somebody would have been welcoming to us. So Mm -hmm. always like, I always try to encourage that. And thankfully I do see that in my classes. That's, that's something I do love whenever like we go back to in-person classes, I will see like some of my dancers like hover around, make conversation with the new people and like, you know, we tried to be inviting. I tried to, I tried to do, I, I'm a very socially anxious person. So I, I actually struggle with this a little bit. You know, I'm always like, okay, Daniela, it's time to talk to people. Like <laughs> we want them to feel welcome, even though we're like really anxious about like them not liking the way I talk or something. I don't know. Um, but I really appreciate that comment because that is, that is like the biggest thing. We, we try to create a judgment-free space that's welcoming to all um, because again, I think that and everyone can dance and I think that this community could grow so much more if mm-hmm. we were just more welcoming and more beginner friendly and more humble. Yes, I love that. I agree. It's, I think that's definitely something that is like unique, I would say. Um, well, of course, mine is limited because I'm not a dancer in the scene. Um, but I think that's definitely something that in my eyes sets you but apart. But I've heard your comment many times. Before, yeah. Which is why it's so valid. Like mm-hmm. it's a known thing. It's a, it's a known thing. There are, what I will say that I love about the Bay Area Bachata community specifically is people in this community work really hard to support one another and to be positive. There are even groups um, to keep, you know, we want it to be a safe space as well as like, we're not, you don't go to a bachata event and it's not like a club vibe, you know? 
like people really are just there to dance like there are some people that maybe don't have the best intentions but all the clubs the promoters have the support of like if you're acting a fool you're out of there you are out of there we do not have a tolerance for that kind of stuff in our community here in the bay area specifically that's beautiful yeah definitely so then leading into the positives and everything uh what are some of the best parts of running la tormenta dance and uh directing teams and just in general what have been the best parts and the highlights of this journey oh my my favorite part is just that is watching my dancers grow i i love i love watching them um And it's not something that happens immediately because everyone grows at different speeds, right? Like that's something Mm -hmm. very important to know. Like we all learn in different ways. Some things work for some people and some for other people. What might seem easy to one is not easy to another. Um, But like over time, like being like, do you remember when you couldn't do that? And they're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, dude. And like now they can or like, you know, or you know what is my favorite part? Oh man, my favorite part is I'll like give a choreography, right? I'll be teaching my dancers a thing. And um, I do this too. I, I, I'm guilty of this too. But my dancers will be like, oh, Daniel, that's like, I don't know if I can do that, right? And I'm like, you can do that. You're limiting yourself with your thought, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't give you guys anything that I really don't think that y'all can handle. Trust and believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always fun to watch them get it. Like, specifically in this last prior year, like a year ago with Supernova, we were preparing um, a new routine that unfortunately only got performed like three times. I wanted to perform <laughs> a few more later. It's one of my favorites, but we had some, I'm like popular for floor work. All of my dancers were like, if it doesn't have floor work, is it really a Daniela routine? Like, <laughs> is it really La like, and especially with my supernova team, like we always have, I love to dance on the floor. I love me some flips. I love me some spins. I love me some knee stuff. Like it's great. And there was a new, there's a few moves that my dancers were just like, fuck. I can't get it. And I'm just like, yes, you can. Like, and I'll break it down and I'll work with them. And I'm like, this is what we need to do. And I see them like trying hard and practicing and then they get it. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I told you, I told you, you could do it. Like you just, it just takes believing in yourself and getting out of your own way. And, and things are hard and there definitely are some limitations. Like, you know, for sure, like people have injuries and all that stuff. That's probably one of my favorite parts. And, and also one of my favorite parts is, is when we, when we're getting ready to perform, um, I like to give like a pep talk before performing because I know that we all get really nervous. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. I'm like I've really big, yeah. really big on pep talks. And so like, and a lot of, I think a lot of teams are too, but like, you know, we do like our pep talks and we go around and I just, I try to always remind them that there is literally nothing you can do out there on stage that is going to disappoint me. I'm already so effing proud of you guys for putting in the work, for being here for, for, for getting out of your own way and for having the bravery to do this. The only thing you could do out there is be like, F you, Daniela. <laughs> then I will be like, uh. but like you can literally fall off stage. I hope you don't. But like, if you even like fall off stage, I won't be like, how dare you fall off? Like, no, like, you know, for getting out there and putting yourself out there, like that is such a huge step. And, and my favorite part is that beginning going out on stage, oh, debuting a routine or doing a routine with my dancers and feeling the energy on the stage, I get such an adrenaline rush from being in front of crowds. And, mm-hmm. and when I can feel my dancers' energy and we're just bouncing off of each other, um, the late night practices, I just love being amongst them. I really, really do. I love performing with my teams. I will do it as much as I can. I get sad when I don't get to perform with a team as much because I just like, I love that energy that we get around from each other and, and really building that community, I think is something that every season I get to a new season 
which I don't even know if it exists anymore right now, but, uh-huh. <laughs> but every season we get around and I'm just like, oh man, this is like the best season. This is the best season. This is the best. And it's just because we're just building those bonds stronger in it. In it. And it's, it's such a satisfying and gratifying feeling. Like seeing them is what makes me happy. That's what makes me happy. I love that. That, that is a, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's also really beautiful that like the, the, pa- like, you know, the, one of the highlights and the best parts is the dancers is the people themselves the people in the community uh that's pretty cool um so okay now what about the the bad stuff what about what are the hard parts what have been the bumps along the way oh my god i i I hate costumes i love costumes but i hate costumes i love costumes because they're so much fun but attaining costumes has been the nightmare from hell that just keeps on giving like because we don't have that many like local, um, or we didn't have that many local um, costume designers. So it was like either ordering stuff from like dance websites and hoping that there was enough. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then sometimes maybe there wasn't and then having to scrap that, like finding costumes has been like the nightmare from hell that I just like hate so much. Thankfully there is now an emerging uh, costume designer here in, um, in, o- in Oakland, Courtney, who was actually going to start working with this last year and then pandemic happened. And it's like, well, like, I don't know when we're going to be able to, <laughs> I guess we're going to have to pause this whole thing for now. Um, but she's really great. She's really great. I'm really glad because before that it was just, you know, sometimes I would even have to order from further places. And then it was like the shipping and not being able to be there real time and, and the measurements being off. And it was just like, it was the most stressful part because I was just doing the best that I could with it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it would like affect like, you know, like somebody's costume didn't come right or like the costume's still not here and I couldn't do anything about it. And I I, I like to have control. (laughs) And when there's like, I have a really hard time letting people help me because I like to be in control of the situation. And with the costume stuff, that was a lot of it. It was like, I just had, I was just sitting there waiting. I'd send emails and I'd be like, I need my costume or I need this. Or like, I'd be like, oh, that's not what we ordered. You know, like, it was just such a nightmare process that honestly, that's like the only bad thing to be honest. That, and I guess like every once in a while you do get people who, um, who are just like, they don't have the best intentions mm-hmm. you have to deal with those people. Um, but I will always deal with those people because my biggest thing is creating a safe space for my dancers. And if my dancers don't feel, you know, if I get like comments and things like that, like from dancers, like I'm always going to hear them out. I'm always going to conflict mediate. I'm always going to, thankfully we've hardly ever had to do that, but we have mm-hmm. and, um, and I've dealt with it. And I, that's the part that makes me kind of sad. That's the part that makes me kind of sad. It's the stuff okay. that's out of my control to be honest. Um, okay. Yeah. What about in general, in terms of embarking on this journey on stepping out on your own, uh, what have been the hard parts in that journey? I know you mentioned earlier about not really having the full support uh, from your family. And I imagine that's probably a really, really big one. I, yes, I try not to focus on that too much because um, I can't make them want to support this dream. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, maybe one day they'll look back and be like, fuck, you know, but, but I, I can't let them get in the way. I mm-hmm. can't, I can't. So um, yeah, that does suck. It sucks a lot. It really, really does. Um, but I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and like bad mouth any of that. Um, it just, it is what it is. I'm, you know, first generation. So, you know, they, I'm assuming in their minds, they didn't come to this country for me to 
have an unstable job, an unstable career choice, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I own my own business, you know, like I, I don't have a 401k. I don't have like, mm-hmm. a job that's giving me like insurance and all these great benefits. That's, that's not it. Um, and so I know they, they, they want stability for me. I know that the reason that they don't support it is because they don't think it's going to be stable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it sucks. It does suck. It sucks because, um, yeah, like I just, I just wish that they, I do wish that they, that they could just support me on that. Of course. And it's hard because my two biggest fans actually, who used to come to my shows and like share my stuff or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, my, my grandma, my dad's mother, she actually passed away in this room. I think I've talked about that before. Uh-huh. She was a huge fan of mine. I would show her my videos and she was like so excited about them. And she, was, she really believed in me. And my uncle, unfortunately, Pasquale, they both passed away the same year. So uh-huh. I think that was the, that was within the first year of La Tormenta as a company, because as mm-hmm. I mentioned before, Supernova came first. Supernova is actually like six years going on seven in the summer. And La Tormenta is going to turn four years in January. Um, but yeah, my two biggest fans passed away and that, that was really hard for me because I was just like, um, because their support really didn't mean the world. Their support really kept me going. So when I lost their support, I, I can't tell you what that season was like. I was just so heartbroken. I think I was just very automatic going through the motions, but I, I honestly think that I hold myself to a high standard. I hold myself to a very high standard. And when they passed away, I don't think I met that the standard that I hold myself to. And I, I always feel real crap about that. Even though my dancers are always like, no, 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 we like understand and all this stuff. But like, I, I hold myself to a very high standard and I know that what I'm capable of and I know my work ethic and what that could look like. And I don't think that I held myself to that because I was, I was so, I was broken, man. I was really sad about that. Um, but some of like the hard things in general is just, um, is pushing through, is not giving up. It, it's hard. It's hard. Like I've, I've had moments in the last year, especially because as I mentioned, I started the company of La Tormenta with my ex and um, a keyword ex, we got divorced, right? And, and we had, it wasn't just La Tormenta, you know, I, I am the co-founder of Bachata Takeover, which is a very popular um, event, mm-hmm. uh, Bachata event here in the Bay Area. And so when we split up, um, he took Bachata take over and I got to keep La Tormenta. La Tormenta is my baby because I, I love it. I like, I love to choreograph and I was not going to give that up for crap. Yeah. Um, never, 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 never in a million years. That was hard. That was really hard because my breakup was very public mm-hmm. and that influenced my business. It, it, you know, I, everywhere I went for like six months, there was just eyes staring at us. And it was just so awkward. It was so awkward. And, and I used to think, no, you're just making it up in your head to know they're not staring. And I had people confirm to me later on, be like, nah, bitch, we saw that shit. Or, oh, no. Behind our back and would ask what's going on with that, what's going on with all this stuff. And, and that was really hard. It's really hard. It was really hard to step out on my own. Mm-hmm. And kind of like, in this pandemic, I will say I'm really grateful to Sankovi because it allowed me to slow down and really just reevaluate and make La Tormenta truly mine. I implemented a lot of things a year ago that I'm really proud of, but during this pandemic, I was just like, you know what? It's time to let it all go. So I'm currently rebranding. Got a new logo here. 
Yes. It was done by Stephanie. Um, I will like link her Instagram below. She's a really great artist and she did my logo. I'm really, I'm really, really proud of it. New structures with the, the teams. I really have been working creatively on my own me, finding me. Who is Daniela? Because La Tormenta is Daniela. Supernova is Daniela. It has always been mine. It has always been my baby. I, I've always been like, you know, the choreographer and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and so now I get to make it fully mine. I don't have to check in with anyone. I get to do <laughs> what I think is right for the company. And, and I, I feel very confident in the decisions that I make. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm really, really enjoying that. But it's, it's been very difficult. It was very difficult to come to terms with, with uh, the fears of um, when, I, when, I got a, when, I, I, when I was the one that decided to get the divorce. I, my mm-hmm. biggest fear, <laughs> so y'all, y'all would be surprised, but that's how much this means to me. My biggest fear was, was the dance stuff. I, that's what kept me in the marriage a bit because I was afraid that nobody would want me. I was afraid I couldn't do it alone. And so I started venturing on my own a little bit before um, splitting because I wanted to affirm to myself that I was capable. I competed. I did that. And like, that was like 90% on me. And like, you know, I, I'm really proud of that. And I started teaching on my own. I learned how to lead. Um, and then I stepped out and did it. And, and um, I started to attract people that, that really were here for like my vision. And hopefully that will continue on after this pandemic. But um, mm-hmm. that has been the hardest part. And, and this pandemic has made it really hard. It's, it's keeping that momentum is what's really, really hard, especially um, when it feels like sometimes like the world is against you, but just real, I, I just always think back to 17 year old Daniela, always think back to her. And I'm just like, I can do this. Like I, I was made for this and I knew this was going to be hard. And guess what? It's hard sometimes. And I just got to keep pushing. Yeah. Got to do it for 17 year old Daniela. <laughs> uh, she's watching. Um, so I guess um, the other, the next one question would be, what would you do differently? What would you do differently if uh, you had a time machine, could turn back time? Um, would you do anything differently? And if you could, uh, what would it be? Okay. Um, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. I was really young when I started all of this. Like, I'm 26 now. Mm-hmm. So thinking Supernova, when that started, I was 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, when La Tormenta started, I was 22. Mm-hmm. Um, officially started, I was 22. No, I was 21. 21, 22. 22. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really young and I didn't really know what I was doing. I had some advice from some people, but like, I just, I struggle with asking for help. So I would ask for more help. And that's something I do now. That's, that's the biggest advice I can, I can tell people, ask for help, ask Mm -hmm. questions, ask for help, save money. There was a time where we made a really good amount of money. Like I always think back to that time and I'm just like, holy hell, like, like that was, that was a lot of money. Right. And, um, and I wish I knew how to better manage that. You know, the first year that, that I quit my nine to five and I was doing La Tormenta full time. Cause that is what I do full time now. Um, I, I wish that I, I knew, um, how to manage that money better. And I wish that I'd asked for help and I'd asked for advice from people and that I didn't try to do everything by myself, you know? Asking for help has been the greatest thing. A year ago, I started with my team captains, and it's something I'd wanted to do for a while, but just I wasn't the only person making decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once I finally got to do it, it was such a huge help and support. 
it took a load off. Like I didn't have to do everything anymore. And like, you know, I, I'm not afraid to ask for help anymore. I would say build connections, which I, I've always done, but like, um, build connections, ask for help and stay authentic to yourself. Like that's the one thing that I'm doing now. I think yeah. before sometimes I tried to fit a mold, uh, because I, I felt like I had to, um, and now I say, fuck the mold. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I just try to be myself. I dance to the music that I like in the way that I like. Um, and I am me and that's what I have to bring to the table. So I, I really learned that during the pandemic that I, um, I, I found myself and I'm, I'm very in love with myself and the dancer that I'm becoming. And, and th those are the things that I would, I, I think that I would do differently. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Definitely staying true to yourself. Um, that is a good tip because that's what sets you apart. I mean, that's what sets you apart and that's what sets apart other people is, it, you know, we each have something unique to bring to the table and to try to fit a mold. It just kind of oversaturates, you know, whatever uh, community we're trying to work from and everything. So that is a really good tip. I like that one. And that actually leads us into the next question is what tips would you give any, what tips would you offer anyone who's trying to uh, step out on their own and, you know, start with an idea and turn it into something like you did? What are some of the tips that you would give them? Oh, my big tip is just do it. Yeah. <laughs> just do it. Honestly, just do it. Because like, I like with a lot of things, I'm like, oh, I'm not ready yet. I'm not this. I'm not that. No, just do it. Like just start, start, figure out what you're about. Like whatever business it is, what are you about? What is your mission? What are you trying to accomplish and what you want people to get from you? And that mm -hmm. can start with like a list of bullets and stuff like that. Um, what are you making? What are you doing? Do your research. Oh my God. Do your research. Yes. Do your research, um, look into how other businesses are running things just to kind of get an idea of that. Ask mm -hmm. for advice, ask for advice, support one another. That's my favorite part about WAP is um, it's also creating a community that I didn't feel like I had, even if it was there. I didn't feel like I had because there was nobody really putting out all of this like outward support. Yeah. Like, we should support each other, right? Uh huh. Um, and I think that's really big. I think, I think, I think if one of us succeeds, we all succeed. Right. And we want us to all succeed. I want to build a world where we live in a place and I would love for this to continue to be a place where you can say, this is what I want to do and fucking do it, mm -hmm. like, do it. And when you do it, try to be consistent. So try to plan ahead of time, build a plan, um, save money, mm -hmm. save money and invest. Oh God. Yes. Invest because I did not invest as much before because I didn't have as much money. But again, I was not the only person making decisions. That's uh -huh. something that I have been doing this pandemic is I've been investing in myself and mm -hmm. in my company, my logo, um, a few other things behind the scenes, trainings, learn, take classes. Um, yeah. Invest, 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 invest in yourself, you know, to a reasonable amount, of course, do your research, just do it. Just do it. Get out of your own way and just start. Because if you're waiting for you to have the perfect plan, it's mm -hmm. like you're never going to start. And 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 um, everyone starts somewhere. The point is growth, right? The point is we learn. At every milestone, every time we fall down, we're going to pick ourselves back up and we're going to learn from that. So sometimes some things work and some things don't work. So what you want to do when something doesn't work is you want to look at it and be like, okay, what happened there? Why didn't it work? And sometimes the sad part is like, maybe something that you really like, people don't like as much and, and whatever to that. But like, if something like really didn't work, 
Mm -hmm. um, why? Why didn't it work? What could I have done better? Take that, apply it. You want to just go back and look at like what works and what doesn't work. And, and um, but just like, just start, like, honestly, just start, like start. And, and, um, and my biggest thing is support one another. Oh my God, mm -hmm. support one another. Because like, we're so quick to jump on these big brands and be all about them and share their shit left and right. Yeah. And buy their shit nonstop, but they don't need our dollar. They don't, they got dollars from everybody, but you know who does need your dollar? You know who does need your support? All of the small businesses. And there are so many that have been sprouting. And I love seeing that support. I love seeing that hermanita. I love seeing people coming out for one another. Um, and I want to see more of that. I want to see more of that. I want to see us supporting each other. Um, and like, do it just because you want to. Like, if you like someone's stuff or, you know, you want to try someone's stuff out, like, you know, support your friends, support your families. Get the cuesta, no te cuesta nada. What does it cost you? It doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't have to cost you anything, you know? You don't have to spend money with them to support them. You can share their stuff. You can let people know about their stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that, that's, I think that's my biggest tip. Yeah, I can definitely resonate with having a, that or wanting to see that community of people supporting each other and supporting other ideas because um, you're right, all it really takes is for you to have that little flame and for someone to add a little fuel to that flame and be like, just do it because, you know, you did that for me. I always talk about it, talk about it in our uh, first episode of this podcast is that, you know, you had this little, we had this idea there. But, you know, we're just, I guess, waiting for the moment to be ready. But if we wait around to be ready, we may never be ready. And so, um, yeah, you were like, let's just do it. Let's just start. And we started and look where we are. And the same thing happened, you know, because as a byproduct of this, I started my fashion account, which is what I wanted to do for like the longest time. Um, but I was waiting to be ready. You know, I was waiting till I was ready. I, there was always an excuse why I couldn't do it um, or why I didn't want to do it. And then I just thought, you know what, let's just start. The idea is there and let's just figure it out as we go exactly. and that definitely yeah you definitely lit, ignited that um like flame a little bit for me and so that's what I would love to you know like we talk about with WAF and everything I definitely want to bring that to WAF or I want to you know continue that with WAF um because you know it's kind of like sometimes you really just need that extra push that person who shares your thing that person who says you know what keep up the content I love what you're doing um it just takes those words of encouragement for you to realize oh you know what maybe I am going to, I'm going to keep doing this. Yeah. And so I definitely love that. I will say that I, I do resonate a lot with that. And so our final question will be, what does the future hold for La Tormenta? What is happening? Any future projects? Where is this going? Uh, yeah. What's new? Okay. So I have always been like really toxic with myself in the sense that like when I have a plan, it has to go by that plan and that's uh -huh. the way it's supposed to go. And I, and I don't allow any flexibility. And so something that, 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 um, that the pandemic has taught me is the future isn't certain. Mm -hmm. The future isn't yep. certain and you never know what's going to happen. And so La Tormenta's future is flexible. La Tormenta's future is flexible. I still very much would want to one day open up that center for the arts and I want it to be more than just dance. I, I, I have this vision of, of, of building a place that has like this huge auditorium space for events, workshops, concerts and, and, and these rooms, these dance rooms for different kinds of dance dances where I can employ different dancers, as well as maybe music classes, self-defense classes, art classes, you know, singing lessons. Like I want it to be this beautiful place where art comes together and where people come to heal for all ages, for children, for adults, for the elderly, where people can work, where people can work their way up. I, I want to, this is, this is my dream. This is my dream. I, I want that so, so, so bad. 
but the journey to get there is flexible. When is that going to happen? I don't know, and I'm okay with that. What is La Tormenta going to look like when this pandemic comes out? We shall see. Definitely, there will be, when, when it is safe to be in studios, there will be auditions. Yeah. For all levels of dancers. What are the teams going to look like? We shall see, because we shall see what people are, you know, what's coming out. Like, you know, like one thing I started to do is I, I lean more into just my style and, and just being authentic and being myself and dancing what I want to dance. And, and mm -hmm. I have been seeing so much more turnaround and feedback and like acknowledgement and notice of people in pages and, you know, in years. And all the years wow. that I've been doing it, as soon as I decided to start being myself, and it's so affirming because it reminds me that like, you are that bitch. That's why you're doing it. Oh yeah. Like you really are that talented. Like, yep. you know, I get in my way and then I, and then I'm like, oh, I could do that. And I do it. And I'm like, oh hell, I can do it. So La Tormenta's future is uncertain, but it is always going to continue to be, I can't wait to dance with my dancers again, to be an open space for a judgment-free space for anyone to come past, present. Like my doors are always open to anyone who wants to learn how to dance. We mm -hmm. all started somewhere and that's something that I definitely want to do. It also is going to look like the events that I started before. I want to continue to create a space in events where people can come and, you know, they can learn and they can just mingle and they can have fun. And I want to create more of that. I want to broaden bachata, Latin fusion, dance, you know, I, it's not necessarily going to always be strictly bachata. I want to be able to have the flexibility to take this journey wherever this journey really takes me because that's what's happening. The journey is taking me and I'm along on the ride for it and I'm just adapting. So um, we shall see where things go, but I do have some plans. I do want to do team stuff, production stuff as well. Again, go on festivals just like we did before, do some local events, do some outdoor events, um, get involved with the youth. That's something I've been dying to do. I love working with teenagers. I love working with teenagers. I, I, I've been doing quinceañeras for nine years now, and um, obviously not in this last year, but yeah. <laughs> but um, I love working with youth. I would love, 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 love to have a youth team. So hopefully that's something I'll be able to do after this pandemic ends at some point. Um, but those are, those are kind of like the loose plans. It's, it's, it's up in the air in the best way possible. Yes, the storm is unpredictable. Uh, so, but nevertheless, it is still coming. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yes, I think that's uh, amazing. And yeah, talking about like, you know, uh, not knowing what the future holds and being able to adapt. And again, that is just, I think all of us are in that limbo right now. We don't know what the future holds. And, you know, for the longest time, I personally was also somebody who wanted to control the future and be like, I, I need to have a plan for everything. But, you know, this past year with this pandemic and everything has really taught me that, you can't, you know, future is unpredictable as well. And you really have to just um, ride out the storm. <laughs> exactly. And you guys will be seeing me ride out the storm. Like I mentioned, I am taking that five week series. Uh, so I'm, you know, by the time this airs, you guys will know what happened to me that I get swept up in the storm. <laughs> what happens? I will, I'm super excited to embark on that as well. So yeah. Yeah, and my team has been trying to recruit her forever. They're like, when's Bay going to take classes? When's Bay going to take more classes? When's Bay going to join La Tormenta? So they're going to be really excited to see you at the five-week series. Yes. And just like, I'm going to just do a shameless plug for myself here. Yeah, the five-week series started on Monday. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're interested in joining and you didn't get to join on before, um, we do do pre uh, I do do recorded videos of what people missed, mm -hmm. detailed. 
So if anyone's interested in jumping on the series and they missed the first one, that's totally fine. Hit me up in the DMs. My link is down below. Um, we'll go ahead and link La Tormenta down below today too. Um, yes. Then I teach weekly classes under the beat. Um, I decided to take my classes under the beat rather than doing them independently because I want to support the beat. I want the beat to still be here when it's when this pandemic is over and they are a nonprofit studio guys. So um, I do encourage you to take the classes there at the beat. I teach a beginner bachata class Tuesdays at 7.30. It's a different class every week, same concepts, it's a different. Um, so you don't have to go back to back to back classes. And then uh -huh. Thursdays is the bachata styling class. So you get a little bit more like arm styling, footwork and body movement. It's a bit, it's like a step up, but it is taught at an all level friendly um, pace. Um, and then um, I'm actually gonna be selling La Tormenta merch. So we have yes. the shirt here. And if you look at La Tormenta, you'll see the stuff up. Um, mm -hmm. I have the first round of stuff coming out on Monday. So mm -hmm. all of that info will be in the Instagram account. Um, I will be having a second round of things if they're not already sold out. Um, I just kind of wanted to see quantities and all that good stuff. But that's a really great way to support me and my company. Right yeah. now, I am blessed to be living at home with my family. Otherwise, I'm not sure what I would do. A lot of my business isn't just teaching classes and having the teams. You know, I do quinceañeras, weddings, events. So mm -hmm. half of my business is kind of like on hold. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a really great way to support me. We're doing masks and we're doing the shirts. Um, so if you are able to do that, that would be awesome. It's greatly appreciated. Of course, if you can't, that's totally fine. We're still friends. We're still here. Um, yeah, those are, those are my shameless plugs. Follow me. <laughs> plugs are never shameless, right? You got to be about your own stuff. Got to be about your own business. And, you know, believe in yourself. 17-year-old Daniela is watching. <laughs> 17 year old Daniela would have plugged herself without any shame. Uh, so there is no su such thing as shame, uh, shameless plugs. because There is no shame around plugging yourself. And believing also, thank you. Because this was not my idea. This was this is Jennifer's idea. Yeah, it's me. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, guys. I mean, like I mentioned, the the club meetings, guys, uh, for La Tormenta Fan Club. I'm president of the fan club, so of course I, of course I wanted to do this. I thought this was a great idea to, in order to touch upon entrepreneurship and you know interview. And I thought, what well, better, man? We have an entrepreneur right here on the team. Um, why not, you know, interview and know about your journey and uh, all the ins and outs of that? Because you know, it's a uh, it's a great. It's a great example. We talk about the youth and everything. Uh, I love to work with also youth and children and everything. And it's great. You know, we talk about being role models and everything. And uh, this is amazing to see somebody that steps out and believes in their dreams. That is a great message to send, you know, reg even regardless of age, you know, even if someone who's in their 30s is, you know, or, you know, older than that watching and they always, I don't know, wanted to have a dream to make some crafts or do some other things. Um, this is very inspiring. And so I think this is important. Stories like this are important because we want to hear them uh, from nuestra gente, you know, like we want to hear them from us, you know, it's great when we see them on TV and we see them from like these celebrities and whatnot, but we want to hear from like us, from people from within our community and people who look like us and represent us. So yeah, guys. And I think that is a wrap on this. Um, so my chai is done. I finished halfway through. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> um, I was talking a lot. So there's still a little bit left, but it's basically done. Basically done. All right. And so it seems like the chais are done. And so is this chisme. You guys definitely want to catch us on Thursdays here on our YouTube channel and on our anchor. We upload at 10 a.m. You don't want to miss our this episode and the next one. Yes, yes, yes. Make sure that you like, share, and subscribe. 
Um, I believe the listening platforms have a rating. Please give us five stars. Yes. Um, share us with your friends. Um, we really appreciate all the support we've been getting so far, and we are very excited to see where this continues to go. All of our links are down below to follow our Instagram, our personal pages, and my business, La Parmenta Dance Company. If you have any questions for us, comment them down below. If you have any tips, any advice on entrepreneurship, comment it down below. Let's get yes. a dialogue going. We love to see it. We love to see it. Mm -hmm. uh, but that is going to be all for today, guys. So, ciao. Salud. Bye. Bye.